Alright, Dragons, the last few weeks you've heard me talk a little bit about my interest in doing the Whole30. Well, I happen to have a friend who just completed the Whole30, what was it, six days ago? Last Tuesday, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, six days ago. Uh, So everyone get really excited because Jess is going to tell us about her experience with the Whole30, how to get started, and how to keep with it for the full 30 days. So stay tuned. In the basement rolling dice, I'm a wizard, when we play we do it right, candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind, just for kicks, DM says you're gonna die, roll a D6, roll a D6, roll a D6. And we are back. Hi Jess, how are you? I'm great. That's good. I'm excited. You just finished the whole 30. I did. Before we get into that... Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about you? Oh, wow. I wasn't prepared for this at all. Um, (laughs) Because you haven't lived your own life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, I am Jessica. We we met each other in law school. For about, Um, what, 10 years ago? 12 years ago? Yeah. That makes me feel old. Uh, I live in Florida. And I work um, at a bank. And I do exciting compliance things there. That's super excited. Yeah. That's just like compliance. Right. <laughs> dream. I'm living the dream. <laughs> Anyways, um, so how did you first come across the Whole30? So I read about it, I think probably on the internet uh, in, I think, 2009 is when uh, the book was released. And so I, I read about it probably six or seven years ago at this point. Uh, and I sort of had it in the back of my mind as something that um, I was interested in and seemed like a good way to just sort of uh, clean up my diet and just sort of jumpstart like better better nutrition habits. Uh, and it just never seemed like a really convenient time to do it. So uh, it took me about seven years <laughs> to convince myself to do it. So It's not easy. No, no. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, um, so for anybody who isn't familiar with it, it's, uh, 30 days, um, whole 30 and it's, uh, no grains, no dairy, uh, no alcohol, uh, no sulfites, uh, no added sugars. So that's pretty much everything that you eat. So what is... What do you eat on the Whole30? So, I mean, you should have, you should start most of your meals with like a large serving of vegetables, preferably like green vegetables. Um, So you can have um, any vegetables, um, oh, no legumes also, Um, but you can't have corn. um, It's considered a grain for this. So uh, any vegetables, uh, fruit, meat, uh, healthy fats, so avocado, um, oils that are like, like olive oil or, uh, sesame oil, uh, like seed based oils. Okay. So it's mostly just fruit, veggies and meat. Yep. It's very limited. It's, it's limited. It's limited. I mean, you can have potatoes. They're a vegetable. So you can have potatoes and sweet potatoes, which is, you know, survive off yams. Good carb source. Yeah. I, I ate a lot of sweet potatoes. Okay. So I, I actually think my diet, if I just subtracted all the additives I put into things, like, 
my breakfast is water eggs, frozen strawberries, and greens. And then I put in a couple scoops of like a protein powder or like BCAAs. Those aren't Whole30, but everything else would be, right? Yeah, so I think there are a couple of things about the Whole30. So it's not necessarily a diet as much as it is a lifestyle. And so there are a lot of things that are outside of whether something is like Whole30 compliant or not compliant that are sort of like the spirit of Whole30. So, um, like she, so you shouldn't be drinking a lot of your meals. Like you should be eating a lot of your meals. So, uh, they recommend like not doing like a smoothie or a shake, even if it is with like whole 30 compliant ingredients. Uh, and then not replicating non-compliant foods. So for example, you can have dates because that's a fruit date is super sweet and you can like create all of these sweet concoctions with like dates and bananas and things like that like and she calls them sex with your pants on so you're not supposed to have like sex with your pants on and like use these compliant (laughs) ingredients to make like non-compliant foods so you could use like almond flour which is compliant bananas and dates and like mix all that in eggs and mix all that together and create like pancakes or something like that but that's not really changing your habits around food because you're still you're still going going hard on the pancakes and sort of okay you know getting the same sort of like rush that you would get from a regular thing of pancakes right right okay so i mean i think that that between like added sugars and then like because you you drink your breakfast yeah yes yeah so um so i think that it's stuff like that that would probably be the biggest problem and then you can't really i mean you can allegedly but it's it's really difficult to eat at a restaurant so you i mean that's probably like the biggest like change to most people's life habits. is just not yeah you know. is that you wouldn't really you can't really eat out in this in any like in the same way that you would otherwise it requires like a lot more planning a lot less spontaneity yeah and i'm sure that even if like you go have a chicken breast and broccoli. I'm sure it's cooked in things that are not compliant. Yeah, so, um, okay, so for example, like Chipotle is, uh, you can get a compliant meal there, but your options are really limited um, because you can have grains, so you can't have the rice or the tortillas or anything. And the, all of the meat except for carnitas is cooked in rice bran oil, which is rice-based, and so you can't have that. Okay. So um, most places cook in, like, butter or a non-compliant oil. You can't have peanuts, so you can't have peanut oil. I'm just saying I feel that chipotle, carnitas, and the vegetables, are the vegetables compliant? No, they're cooked in rice bean oil. So what you can Uh, have is at chipotle, you can have lettuce. Okay. Yep. Um, carnitas. Okay. Um, you can have any of the salsas except for the corn. Um, okay. And then you can have guacamole. So, like, the hardest part for me with Whole30 is that I'm allergic to avocados. So that's, like, a huge... It was hard for me to get in, like, healthy fats because that's, 
like the most common healthy fat that people in Whole30 use is avocados. And so I so I couldn't have that. So it was hard to get, for me to get in like fat sources. Okay. So break us down a little bit of your daily meals. What did you have for breakfast? What would you have for lunch? What would you have for dinner? So breakfast, um, so you can have bacon, but you can't have added sugar. And so finding a bacon without added sugar, so complicated. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I did find compliant bacon. Uh, So I'd have bacon sometimes. Um, I mean, normally I would, I do a quicker breakfast on weekdays. So um, weekdays I ended up with uh, normally doing like something that I can grab and go. I eat at work. So I would grab um, hard boiled eggs, uh, some leftover vegetables from like dinner or like meal prep uh, and maybe like so like half a sweet potato uh, and normally I'd do that for breakfast on weekdays. Uh, weekends I would do like something like fancier that required more cooking like um, compliant bacon scrambled eggs, like a sweet potato hash or something like that. Um, lunch, I normally did lunch and dinner, just sort of like prepping like a batch of something and then uh, eating that for lunches and dinners. Uh, I started out just doing like basic stuff, just like cooked meat, cooked vegetables, some type of potato or sweet potato. Um, but as I went on, I like experimented a little more, uh, did some more interesting stuff, tried out some like Asian recipes and just got a little bit more into um, different flavors. So I would say that the hardest part isn't necessarily lunch and dinner. You can make pretty much any flavor profile uh, compliant. Um, You can set out cauliflower rice for regular rice and make pretty much any dinner you would otherwise make into a Whole30 compliant dinner. Um, Breakfast is probably the trickiest part because you can't grab and go. And snacking. Yeah, snacking. Uh, are nuts? Nuts are compliant. Nuts are compliant. Okay, because one of my favorite snacks is just a handful of raw almonds. Yeah. Which definitely keep... compliant and a good source of fat. And people look at me funny because they're like, "Aren't those like salted or anything?" And I'm like, "No." Yeah, I think it. Um, it definitely changes your like taste buds, sort of like what you perceive as yeah. um as salty or sweet, uh, because you're not. Uh, ingesting all like the added sugars, so things are a little bit more flavorful, flavorful to you as time goes on, uh, because of that. So yeah. Okay. I so I, in this conversation, I've found that many of my meals, with the exception of like one or two ingredients, is pretty whole thirty compliant. My only issue is, I don't do it for thirty days at a time. I might do it for three or four days, and then order. Thai food takeout or go out to eat and have a burger or something. Yeah. So I think what I found, um, sort of similarly is that I don't necessarily feel like I have a bad overall diet. Um, I feel like probably most of my diet, um, was pretty healthy. Um, as I went through the problem that I had was that there was a lot of stuff that, uh, it seems strange to say, but that I didn't realize that I was eating throughout the day, like that I wouldn't. If I went back and was like, hmm, what did I eat today? It's stuff that I wouldn't have thought of. It's like walking by my coworker's desk and grabbing like a handful of like peanut M&Ms that she has sitting on her desk or something like that. Or just like coming home from work and just like grabbing a couple cookies or something while I'm making dinner. And like my dinner is healthy, 
So in my mind, I'm thinking like, yes, I'm eating mostly healthy stuff, but it's all the other stuff that I sort of didn't realize. I was just sort of like picking at, um, and Starbucks, because you pretty much can't have anything at Starbucks. Black coffee. That's it. I'm actually okay with black coffee. I like black coffee. It's how I usually take my coffee. Although when I go to Starbucks, I do not have black coffee. Right. So you can't, I mean, it's, and I think that what's, what was difficult for me is that, and I think everybody's like this to some extent, is that you tend to, when you like treat yourself, you, you do it a lot with like food. And yeah. so there's, it's, there's really, I mean, you can treat yourself on Whole30, but you can't treat yourself in any way that you, <laughs> that you would consider treating yourself now. Like all of that is off limits. So, you know, if you're having a good day or if you're having a bad day, there's no like self-medicating with food on the Whole30. Okay. That might be interesting to do because I know like I'll treat myself on a rough day to like ice cream or a beer or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you have, if you have a bad day and you just want to come home and like decompress with a glass of wine, like, that's not necessarily unhealthy, you know, in like your normal day-to-day life. Yeah. But you can't do it on Whole30. Okay. And so it's, I mean, I think you, it's more of a, they call it a reset. It's not meant to be, it's meant to be 30 days. You know, it's not meant to be permanent. Oh. It's just meant to sort of illuminate uh, some of your attitudes towards food and maybe some of your habits that you don't really see in your day-to-day life because they're so ingrained you know it doesn't doesn't occur to you that you're doing them necessarily interesting i wouldn't have said i had a sweet tooth before any of this happened like i didn't feel like i ate that many sweets but you know when you have to turn things down um like i did it over christmas which was a really great idea um (laughs) (laughs) you know so all of like the holiday like get-togethers, holiday cookies, sweets, um, like all of your family's like delicious baked goods. Uh, can't have any of that. So I think it's more to just like illuminate sort of what, what you're eating normally and sort of a place to start from scratch and sort of build the diet you would want rather than like the diet you have just ended Already up with. Already have. Yeah. Okay. So you said you had some emotional uh changes while going through this kind of walk us through that like what happened what were you feeling during that first week of whole 30 so um the whole there are a lot of like really good whole 30 resources so um definitely there are a ton of like uh books out there so melissa hartwig is like the whole 30 like goddess um and so they um she wrote the book with her now ex-husband uh originally like back in like 2009 maybe and there's like recipe books and they just released a whole 30 day by day book. So it tells you like how you, they imagine you might feel like each day of the whole 30, right? So the first week you feel pretty crappy. I mean, your body is even, like I said, I didn't consider myself to have a terrible diet uh, and, or to eat that much sugar. And I was going through terrible sugar withdrawals uh, for the first probably four to five days. Uh, And because of that, they refer to it as like kill all the things for the (laughs) for the fourth and fifth day. So you just want to you're just irritable and, you know, you're hard to deal with. Like all you want is, you know, a brownie and ice cream 
and everything that you wouldn't care about on a normal day. But the minute someone's like, no, you can't have that, <laughs> you want it a lot. So, um, so I would say the first week is probably the most difficult just because you're, it's just getting into a new routine and you're actually like your body's actually going through withdrawals. Now, how'd you get through that first week? Um, I mean, I guess imagine, I imagine the way you get through like, uh, like quitting smoking, um, which is also something that I've done. Um, <laughs> cold turkey. Um, you just sort of, you just sort of have to white knuckle it. I mean, like there's just not really like another way around it. Um, just white knuckle it, um, distract yourself. Uh, you know, don't do things that you would normally do like while eating. Like if you're somebody who normally like sits down to watch TV and, like eat so much of snacks while you're doing that like don't sit down to watch tv for an hour because all you'll be thinking about is the food. food that you want to be eating so distract yourself um make sure that you're prepared like i feel like that's the main like whole 30 um advice that i have would be to just always be prepared um like i said you can't really go out to eat or pick something up really easily while you're out so um if you're going out like i was going christmas shopping the first week of whole 30 and so I was going out with friends to Christmas shop, which is great. It kept my mind off food, except like if you're out and you need a snack, if you start to get hungry, there, you can't, <laughs> you can't get anything. Like you can't stop and pick something up. Um, so there's a lot now, um, of Whole30 compliant, like, um, Epic bars. They're like, um, really good, like beef sort of jerky, um, cause beef jerky generally is not compliant cause it has a ton of additives and sugar. Uh, and just non-compliant stuff. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that, you know, provides a good source of protein on the go. So I'd say always be prepared, meal prep. That'll probably get you through the first, first week terrible or so. week. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the second week like? Um, so eventually you get this, what they refer to as tire blood. So your body is used to, you know, gets used to not getting like a constant influx of sugar. And so you're not having like the spikes in your blood sugar that you experience normally. And so your energy is more stabilized, you have more energy and you feel sort of unstoppable. And so for me, that was sort of in between the second and third week it, when I started to feel that way, like how much energy, um, my workouts felt great. Uh, I didn't feel super sluggish at like three o'clock, which is something that uh, would normally happen to me. Um, so they call that tiger blood. And so, Definitely got better for me uh, as it went on. Excellent. That sounds like something I would enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I want me some tiger blood. <laughs> uh, what about the third and fourth weeks? Uh, so the third and fourth weeks. Um, so you don't uh, you don't weigh yourself on whole thirty. Uh, so that's uh, interesting. But so the third and fourth weeks, um, I definitely started feeling a lot better. And by the fourth week, I felt like I noticed like a lot of changes in my body. And, um, that I felt sort of like it was doable, uh, forever and not, not in the super restrictive way, um, that the whole 30 is, but just sort of like a whole 30 esque lifestyle, um, was doable long-term. Like it just started to feel, uh, easy to me and, you know, like I could last for the long haul. Okay. And what about that last couple of days? <laughs> uh, so the last couple of days are like kind of long and you're really excited to, for all the things you haven't eaten, but also really nervous. So you, so I felt really good. 
uh, for especially the last week. I felt good. I didn't feel sluggish. Uh, I had a lot of energy. And then you start to get nervous about what's going to happen when you re reintroduce these things into your diet. So I was super nervous about uh, just what would happen on day 31. Like, is my, how is my body going to react to uh, the foods that I haven't been eating for 30 days? And like, I don't want to feel like crap again. So I'd like to still feel this way. So that's probably, I mean, towards the end, it's just, you're excited, you know, you want a bowl of ice cream, but is it going to make you feel bad? Have you had any negative experiences reintroducing the old foods? <laughs> um, so I haven't felt great. Um, I'm not going to lie. I haven't felt great for the past, uh, how long has it been? Six days. Uh, so I wouldn't say I had like negative experiences necessarily. Like I'm not super sick. My stomach's not super upset. Um, but I definitely don't feel the energy, um, that I had while I was doing the whole 30. Um, and so I didn't also a, a caveat is that I didn't, uh, necessarily follow. There's a reintroduction plan. Um, you're supposed to introduce one of the eliminated groups at a time. And I didn't, didn't really do that, uh, by the book so much. <laughs> so... Uh, I believe I remember getting a text from you saying, Oh my God, I just had French fries. <laughs> Yeah, so french fries, so french fries aren't necessarily super non-compliant. They're hooked in peanut oil. So the first day I did a pretty good job. Um, I had, I did have a burger and fries, but I didn't have a bun or cheese or anything on the burger. Like the only thing I introduced, like that wasn't Whole30 compliant was legumes, the peanut oil that they were fried in. Um, so it wasn't super healthy, but it was still mostly Whole30 compliant. And then I totally fell off the wagon and ate like ice cream and drink wine and did all of that stuff. So I haven't felt great. No, I haven't felt great. I'm definitely um, probably going to move back to slightly more compliant foods because uh, I think that sort of the whole 30 experience is finding what works for your body. And so, you know, I know that whole 30 compliant foods work for my body. So there you go. What sort of physical differences did you see after 30 days? So I, um, like I said, you can't weigh yourself during Whole30 because it's not, um, you know, the whole thing is it's not a diet. It's not like to lose weight. Uh, it's to fuel your body better. And so you don't weigh yourself during that time. But um, you can weigh yourself before and after. And so I lost about six pounds, uh, which, you know, um, is not always nice. Uh, and <laughs> I probably lost it. I don't, I didn't measure my body fat percentage, but I probably lost a decent amount of, um, amount of body fat in that. That was probably mostly fat that I was losing at that time. Um, so I feel like my body looks better. Um, and then just some, some other stuff that changed, like my skin looked clearer. Um, I just felt generally better, like physically my workouts, got a lot better. I felt like I had more energy for them and I wasn't like crashing. I didn't need like a pre-workout fuel or uh, like a two hour nap afterwards. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, my body just felt generally better. Excellent. That's excellent. And what advice do you have for anybody else out there thinking about doing Whole30? So a couple things, uh, like I said, be as prepared as you can, um, because you never know when 
or where you will be able to get a compliant snack. And so if you've got like 14 days in and you've gotten through the worst days, it would be heartbreaking <laughs> to have to start over again because you were out and you couldn't find, you know, something compliant for lunch and didn't have something um, prepared. So definitely always have stuff prepared. Uh, do things that can make your life easier. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of resources now for Whole30. So like there are Instagrams that have a ton of recipes. There are a lot of like official Whole30 resources and you'll see some really fancy looking stuff. Like people go hard on these like Whole30 compliant meals and do really intricate stuff. And that's fun to do sometimes, but you know, like done is better than perfect. So, you know, good enough, like good enough, be good enough. Like a sweet potato is compliant and baked chicken is compliant and a veggie is compliant. So you don't have to do something super fancy to just like, sometimes you need to do what's easy. Like there's chicken sausage. There are some chicken sausages that are compliant. And so on a long day, like a chicken sausage and some baby carrots and an apple. Like that's not a fancy meal, but it's a compliant meal. So have stuff on hand that's going to make your life a little bit easier, a little bit easier. Cause there are going to be days that it's just too much. The dishes are out of control on whole 30, like out of control Buy some paper plates. It's terrible for the environment, but it's, it may save you, you know, save you some heartache. Why? I'm confused. Why? Why the paper plates? Cause you don't want to do dishes or you don't want to do the dishes get so overwhelming. Like if, if you can't have pretty much anything processed, like if you have to make every single meal, Oh, your dish. Okay. The dishes the get a little bit unruly. Get unruly. And because you can't ever get anything out, you're taking a ton of Tupperware everywhere. Like I took like a brown paper bar, uh, paper grocery bag. To work every day with my lunch in it because like a norm my normal size lunchbox was not enough room for all of the food <laughs> that I was taking with me every day. So like your Tupperware gets out of control, your pots and pans get out of control, the dishes are overwhelming. So do all the little things that will make that, you know, a little easier bit easier. For you. Okay. All right. Do you have any other anything else we should know about the whole thirty? Um, I don't, I mean, I think that there's, um, I mean, I'm still in the process. It's about food freedom forever is, uh, one of the taglines. And so it's sort of about, um, kind of, I mean, she come, her background is like, she's a, she was a heroin addict. And so she comes from like an addictive background. And so it's sort of freeing yourself from, you know, addiction that you might not look at as addiction, um, especially like sugar. Okay. So it's about, um, so one of their taglines is food freedom forever. And so the whole 30 is just the reset. And then the whole rest of the work is figuring out what, what works. works for you. Um, and so I'm still in the, what works for you kind of phase and taking the whole 30 reset and then transferring that into, you know, what's going to work for me. Okay. Long term. So um, so that's what's up. What is up next is, uh, figuring out what I'm going to do with that. And so I have some ideas, but, um, but it's a process. For sure. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. 
Well, if you don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about, then I don't think there is anything else you want to talk about. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that pretty much covers it. All right. Do you have any shout outs? Shout outs? Uh, no, I sure don't. I wasn't prepared for that at all. Shout out to my little sister who had to deal with me during the entire Whole30, including Kill All the Things Day. Uh, so she deserves some some props for that. Um, do I have any shout outs? Hmm. I'm going to throw a shout out to my buddy Watson, uh, Watson Bradshaw over at the Perky Nerd. Um, love that guy. It's always great getting a hug from him whenever I go into the Perky Nerd. Uh, shout out to Captain Rainbow, Dan Mason. Um, I got him a gift today, but it turns out he already got it for himself. So now someone else is going to have a really great, great, awesome gift. Um, sorry, Dan. You shouldn't be so awesome and uh, treating yourself so much. Any other shout-outs that I have? Shout-out to the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> you guys didn't really do well against the Patriots, but I still love you. That's all I got. Oh! By the time this comes out, I'll be four or five days away from the Pasadena Half Marathon. So anybody else who is running the Pasadena Half, I hope to see you out there. I will be in my Dumbbells and Dragons shirt, so come say hi. Other than that, I hope everybody works out and nerds out. Work out nerd out. Oh, you know what? I don't think you've had In-N-Out this trip yet. I have not had In-N-Out, no. It's not Whole30 compliant, for sure. It's a good thing neither of us are on the Whole30. That's true. Big win. All right, so uh, In-N-Out for dinner. And other than that, work out nerd out, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.